Well, at its core, critical thinking skills are discernment, the biblical principle of discernment, the capacity to discern facts from fiction. We live in a world where information is flooding you every single day, and you have to have some capacity to determine fact from fiction. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Salty Pastor Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you learn and grow in your faith. It's a journey you must take on your own, but we can come alongside you to Mm -hmm. challenge you, encourage you, help you grow, and tell some funny jokes along the way. My name is Jesse Mayer. I'll be your host, and we cannot do the Salty Pastor Podcast without the Salty Pastor himself, Dr. Douglas Peak. Welcome, everybody. It's good to have you here to the Salty Pastor. We exist for you. We do what we do because we want to coach and encourage, and in the end, it's uh, what you make of it. And so we hope that you're making the most of it all. And it's good to be here. It's good to be here over the summer. Uh, even though I'm going on sabbatical through the month of July, it's just great to record these and get these out to you because mm-hmm. uh, not only do I have a lot of things that I hope that inspire you and encourage you, but also uh, it doesn't break your routine because routine is a part of growing. You know, if yes. you just keep doing it, it just keeps. And so I don't want you to break your routine. So we just keep this going all 52 weeks of the year because we believe in who you are. We believe in what God has done in you and what he's going to continue to do in you. So it's good to be part of the salty pastor and we're just going to keep pressing forward until we see the end day approaching. Absolutely. The found, the foundational principle of the salty pastor is to help people think for yes. themselves, think right? For themselves. We say that all the time. Mm-hmm. And this is the only path that is self-sustaining. Jesus-centered faith, a faith that gives you strength to mm-hmm. persevere in the midst of suffering, find the strength to overcome the chaos in the world, yeah. and mm-hmm. the frame of reference to help make sense of human existence and discover true authentic meaning. We can only do that if yeah. we really understand our own faith by thinking for ourselves, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and our goal is to help you think for yourself. So today we're going to discuss critical things thinking skills. It's mm, something we reference a lot, yes. but we don't necessarily always talk about yeah. how to do it, right? Correct. So um, we wanted to sit down and chat about this while we're kind of in this series of, mm-hmm. of the summer. And so what is it? Nece- why is it necessary for us to know what we believe and why we believe it? And how do we go on that journey of figuring it out and thinking for ourselves? Yeah, well, basically critical thinking skills. And I think it's really important to develop them. And the reason why is because uh, faith in Jesus Christ, Christianity in particular, is a truth proposition, which basically means that faith is a culmination of what you hope. It's a culmination of a renewed soul that's been brought from death to life. It has been redeemed. And so it involves your mind. It involves your heart. It involves your will. It involves your emotions. So it's the totality of human existence. Faith incorporates all of that. And so what has happened is probably in the 70s and 80s was this push towards, well, faith is just this irrational belief. And that turned out to be really false. And I think one of the reasons why we have seen that Christianity doesn't influence the culture anymore is because we've removed the reasonable, the rational perspective 
of what it means to have faith. Therefore, critical thinking skills are necessary. And what exactly are they? Why do you need critical thinking skills in order to grow your faith? Well, at its core, critical thinking skills are discernment, the biblical principle of discernment, the capacity to discern facts from fiction. We live in a world where information is flooding you every single day, and you have to have some capacity to determine fact from fiction. You know, there's this thing, this phenomena out right now called deep fakes, mm, where yes. have you done heard about of, those? Yes, I've done lots of study on it, actually. Yeah, and, and what's the essence so of I a deep fake? clone fi- your yeah. face in the future. <laughs> yeah, you can, so what is a deep fake? You so can, a deep fake is basically you, um, I mean, to, to try to simplify it as best you can, you can basically take one person's face and then take, usually right now, a celebrity's face yeah. and take all of the movies they've ever been in and then use that to train a computer to put their face on your face so then it looks like they are saying or doing things that they didn't say or do say or do yeah and so you're you you see it on video right yeah and you see you can see pictures and stuff and so but it ends up that it's a charlatan it's a falsehood right it's fake news and yet uh, we build these so you have to be able to discern discern the difference between fact and fiction because we have a flood of information hitting us every single today today every single moment of the day and you have to be able to discern how do you know how do you know what to believe and what not to believe and this is particularly important when it comes to news and reporting uh we live in a postmodern cultural context and this is really rooted in our journalism schools over the last 50 years and today in journalism They've been trained to create narratives. And so it's not the facts that really matter. It's how you present the facts and what kind of emotional response do you want to get out of it? And this is why I think people have woken up to this and uh, this process of narrative development. And now the trust of our media outlets is at a all time low. Right. Because nobody believes it anymore. Right. And then you, you, you look at figures, you look at statistics, even research. Today, it is highly manipulated in order to further a specific story or narrative. They're only showing a specific kind of stat that is only pulling a certain set of people exactly. that happens to support the thing that they want to. Exactly. And say. so you could say, well, I'm being truthful in the way I'm presenting facts, but in all reality, you're, you present them in a deceptive way. I think here is a perfect example is that, uh, uh, we just had this really, uh, horrific, uh, school shooting in Texas, Uvalde. Mm-hmm. And so people are coming out and saying that, well, in, in America, there's been an increase of, you know, 3000% of school shootings. And you're like, oh my God, goodness, that is a pandemic. And it's a, and what you realize is it's, wait a second, we went from one to six, right? You know, which is still terrible. But when you hear the word 3000 percent, yeah, sounds significantly different. And then, yeah, but then someone will say, well, uh, what do we have is we had only, you know, in the populace, we had uh, 200 million people get COVID and only 0.001% died. And you go, okay, well, that still represents a million people. 
Right. See how you can play with statistics. Yes. And and so we live in this day and research right now we're talking about because the Supreme Court just turned this summer overturned Roe v. Wade. And so a lot of people are quoting stats and statistics and a lot of people quote stats from the Guttmacher Institute. You know, and they they quote it. I was listening to a person uh, on a news program and they said the statistics specifically say that by doing this, it's going to hurt minorities more than anybody else. And what I found interesting is that stat was from the Guttmacher Institute, which is the research arm of Planned Parenthood. Mm. So so it's like, how do you know? And that's why critical thinking skills are so critically important because if you can't uh, understand the difference between actual reality and then this fake reality, which narratives are trying to develop, then you end up making decisions based on the fake reality, not on the actual reality. Here's, here's another perfect example of how this works and it causes uh, a falsehood. And that is, is that uh, I was reading some research on the perception that the gay community in the gay community is specifically homosexual men. Okay. Okay. So the gay community believes 60% of all gay men, right? Believe that Christians, all Christians hate them because they're taught to hate homosexuals. So they believe that. So then in a follow-up question, it was really fascinating as they asked, how many of you have ever had a negative run in with a Christian? And it was in the mid 20%. So, so that's an interesting a really interesting right. data point because sixty percent of been them propagated ex- and exactly uh, been twisted for that. So how you report, the volume of what you report, what you choose to report, and so what happens is now you have people who have a belief or a prejudice that's been built by a false narrative, and then therefore what happens is you make decisions based upon that false narrative. And so without critical thinking skills, how do you ever go past that? You end up being manipulated by the culture instead of charting your own course through life. Uh, when uh, critical thinking skills are necessary to determine the difference between feelings and facts, uh, critical thinking skills help you understand the difference between facts and then my emotional response to facts. Critical thinking skills do not dismiss feelings. It doesn't dismiss the importance of feelings. It simply puts them in their proper place. You see, facts are things that clarify the reality in which we live, right? Facts tell us, oh, okay, this is up, this is down, this is north, this is south. It's hot outside, it's cold outside. You know, these are facts and we have to determine that to get a realistic picture of the reality in which we live, okay? Now, if you learn to discern the difference between a fact and the feeling that you have uh, uh, towards a certain reality, at least you're based in reality. But what happens when you have an emotion or a feeling based on a false fact and it dictates all your decisions? Case in point. A young couple goes to buy a house, right? They find their dream house. They're so excited. And so they go and they apply for the loan from the bank, right? And so their real estate agent calls them and says, look, I'm so sorry. We, I know we put an offer in on this house, but the bank de- declined your loan, you know, so we're going to have to do something else. 
So they are so heartbroken because this is their thing. So what do they do? You know, they hear about this on the early afternoon. So they spend the rest of the afternoon, all the evening. They skip dinner because they're so depressed going back on these websites, trying to look for homes to buy, look for homes to buy, you know, and they're sort of right. They can't sleep all night because they're so torn up about it. You know, they get up the next morning, they're bleary eyed. He calls in sick to work because he's just like, you know, I mean, this is a huge blow to them that, and then at noon, the real estate agent calls him up and says, Oh, I'm so sorry. They got your number confused with another application. And guess what? Uh, you were actually approved and you're ready to go on your dream home. Mm. So, so what happened over the last 24 hours? A lot of things. Yeah. And, and what was their overwhelming emotion and feeling in that Mostly depression. <laughs> depression, yeah, and frustration and heartbreak and da da. But it was based on what? A false, a false fact. fact. Yeah. yeah. And that happens to us all the time. You know, we, we live life and we make decisions about what we're going to eat, whether we can sleep or not at night, how we get along with the people around us based on false facts. Mm. And that happens all the time. And so that's why critical thinking skills are so critically important is that if we have a weak grasp on reality. If we have a lot of false facts or false realities, narratives and stories that we tell ourselves, guess what? Then what happens is our grasp on reality becomes weaker and our decisions in life mess us up. We, we make decisions to do things that make our lives worse, not better. Like, let's get down to this. Let's say you have a false fact and you believe that the reason you married this spouse is because it was their job to make you happy. Mm -hmm. And if they don't make you happy, then there's something wrong. You haven't found your soulmate. So you're going to make decisions based on a false narrative, a, a weak grasp on uh, reality because your spouse is actually incapable of making you happy happiness is your response to reality. Does that make sense? So anyway, long and short of it is you want critical thinking skills in order to get a really strong grasp on reality. Critical thinking skills are the tools in your mental toolbox. They are the techniques and strategies that you teach yourself to use whenever you are confronted with life, with information that you don't understand, maybe a new fact or a new reality or a new persuasive argument. So that when you get hit with those things, your critical thinking skills, kick into play. And guess what? You can get a firm grasp on reality because false narratives always lead you to bad decisions. And so that's why critical thinking skills are so critically important. Did you like my pun? I did. <laughs> Every time puns are always the king. So yes. what I find interesting in the discussion you're having right now is that critical thinking skills are really absolutely necessary to grow your faith strong and, and, pure, right? Like mm -hmm. to really understand what you have and not just survive on what others have told you, whether it's your family members or mm -hmm. just what even a pastor at a church is telling you, it's, it's becomes yours, which is really contradictive to what almost all atheists claim about faith, which yes. is if you have faith, then you're dumb and you have no critical thinking skills Correct. and that you are, uh, unable to have yeah. rational thoughts. Yeah. You're so, an irrational person. Right. Mm -hmm. So Critical thinking skills are strong, are, are necessary to grow our faith strong. 
why why is that what's well, what's the opposition to the atheist argument i guess is the well question. the significance of critical thinking skills is not only as i said what are they they help they they're a set of uh, strategies techniques and tools of we train our brain to think in order to get a grasp on reality uh, uh, this the reason why you need to do this first and foremost is to overcome the significant flaw that every human being possesses every human being possesses a flaw and as a matter of fact it's the realization of this flaw that has launched the scientific revolution you know what that flaw is it's the penchant for self-deception it's the penchant for bias right, in bias every is. situation. We have a bias and all science is based on the fact that we have a bias and the bias is so powerful. It can actually, uh, influence the outcome. Like for instance, when they do studies, they would, they do double blinded studies now. Right. And a double blinded study is this is you enter into a study and you're going to take a, a medication that's going to make an improvement in your life, right? Fix something. You don't know if you get the placebo or the real thing, right? But guess what? A double blinded study means the doctor doesn't even know if he's giving you or she is giving you the real stuff or a placebo. Right. And the reason why they found is because when the doctor knew just the doctor knowing could influence the outcome right. of the test, body language, things you yeah. say all could influence what the patient thinks. So the, the whole notion of bias is so powerful mm. in what critical thinking skills does is it helps me overcome my penchant for what? Self-deception, yep. my own bias. Even though I have tremendous confidence in myself, I can't trust myself without critical thinking skills. This is very important. I want you to grasp this principle. Even though I have tremendous confidence in myself, I can have confidence in myself because I have critical thinking skills. If I don't have critical thinking skills, how can I have confidence in myself? For example, when you learn to fly a plane, there's a long list of things that you have to do perfectly in order to be safe. You know, it's like 90% of all accidents out there are due to pilot error. They make a bad decision. So, you know, that going in you're like, wow, I'm flying this plane and it's, you know, 90% chance if anything goes wrong, it's my fault, right. you know? And so what they do is how, but you can't fly a plane unless you're very confident. So how in the world can you have a ton of confidence that you can fly that plane while at the same time, not trusting yourself? Right. It <laughs> to make good like decisions. Feels diametrically opposed. It feels diametrically opposed. Well, they found a very simple answer. You know what that is? Checklists. Checklists. Every single time it's a checklist. And so what happens is I go in there and I think to myself, every pilot does this. It's like, it's impossible for me to remember unless I have thousands and thousands of hours. It's impossible for me to remember every single thing that I need to do in order to make this flight safe. So what do they do? They write out these checklists and you just go down the checklist. You go, Oh, boom, 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 boom. Oh, forgot that. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, yep. Yeah, boom, 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 boom. And you do it. You have a, a pre-flight checklist. You have a pre-planning of your flight checklist. You have a planning the flight checklist. You have a... This sounds like a dream to my specific kind of personality. <laughs> <laughs> yes. it just So what you do is every time I get out there, you know, and I've gone through all the checklists, I've checked the plane, I've checked everything. I get out there right before I'm, I've t I'm ready to take off and I just take a deep breath and I go, I've completed my checklist. 
So I don't have to have, I don't have to trust my brain to get everything perfect. Right. But my confidence that I can now take off and be safe is super high. That's how it works. When you have critical thinking skills, you build your confidence in life, confidence in all the decisions that you're making about your life because you developed a mental tool to overcome your penchant for self-deception. You see, when it comes, this is really important, when it comes to dating and falling in love, if you date and try to fall in love without any critical thinking skills, you are going to be manipulated and fall for toxic people all the time. Preach pastor. (laughs) Preach. (laughs) So the stronger you develop your critical thinking skills, guess what? The higher your potential for finding true love occurs. Mm. See, it's, it's really, and and this is why, you know, I've heard women, I, I mean, I remember a long time ago, I was talking to this gal, And she was just saying that, well, I don't date guys, you know, who drive Harleys and have a lot of tattoos. And I'm like, why? She goes, because I don't trust my judgment when I'm around guys like that. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought, well, that's insightful. You see, how how would I know? I have so many biases, right? And how would I know if I'm making a good, if this is a good person or not to, to be a mate with? So anyway, long and short of it is critical thinking skills allow you to have a tremendous amount of confidence in the decisions you're making while at the same time being humble enough to not trust your necessarily your instincts. Right. You see, that's what's so beautiful about it. I was listening to uh, Warren Buffett and his partner. You know, you don't ever really hear from his partner and his partner was talking about um, how they make decisions. And they said, the problem in business is that we tend to make decisions based on a people's opinions about facts, you know, or people's opinions about what we're doing. We get feedback and what we get predominantly is opinions. And he says, really all what you need to do is you need to see if your facts are correct. And then you spend all your time getting your facts, right? Once you get your facts, right, then determine what do the facts mean? And that's called a critical thinking skill. Get your facts right and then figure out what they mean. Like the Supreme Court just overturned Roe v. Wade. And so everybody has been saying over and over on social media that the Supreme Court has outlawed abortion. This is fake news. That is false. That is an absolute fallacy because that's not what they did. What they simply did is they said that the states need to decide whether or not they are going to have abortion as an option in their states. Right. There's not a federal mandate for it as a basic right. It's not federally outlawed and it's not federally supported. Supported. Yeah. So anyway, long and short of it is get your facts straight, right? And then determine what they mean. The second reason that critical thinking skills are so significant in your life is because it brings order out of chaos, clarity out of confusion. You know, Paul tells us in Ephesians chapter four, uh, around verse 13, 14, he says, look, um, you are to grow up in all aspects of him. You're to be mature so that you are not tossed here and there by every wind of doctrine. See, every good thing that comes down the pipe is what? Not a good idea. Right. You know, every person you meet is not going to be your best friend and you've got to make decisions based on your critical thinking skills and your confidence goes up, but you can remain humble at the same time. 
Finally, critical thinking skills are absolutely necessary for growing your faith because in order to achieve any goal that you have in life, you must sharpen your critical thinking skills. This is how this argument works. Every human being has hope, right? Without hope, once you lose your hope, that's the primary thing they look for in suicide watches, right? When a person, if you have no hope, that's a very bad place to be. Well, you you, you basically lose your reason to live. Hope always manifests itself in your life through a dream or a vision of a preferred future. You know what I'm saying? It's like when you're going through the hardest times, you say to yourself, well, things can get better. But in your mind, you have some vision or some idea or concept of what that looks like. And that kind of keeps motivating you forward. It's a picture or a painting of a desirable future. Well, guess what? Critical thinking skills are the primary and necessary tool for living and experience your dreams. First of all, it allows you to develop a realistic dream and realistic expectations about life. If you're uh, 38 years old and then you wake up and you're five foot two and say, I want to play center in the NBA for the LA Lakers, that is what we would call a unrealistic dream. A delusion. It's a delusion. Yeah, that's <laughs> delusional. If I wake up one day and say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm now in my 50s. I've decided to change careers and I'm going to join a boy band and tour Europe. Probably not happening, Pastor. I've heard you sing. That's a delusion, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. It's not going to happen unless it's all auto tune, right? Auto tune. Auto tune. The deepfakes working. The deepfakes working. You. Yeah. So you see, that's called delusional. So the first step in being a happy person is aligning your expectations with the reality. You see? So that's what critical thinking skills do. Secondly, critical thinking skills help you in knowing who to listen to when pursuing your dreams. You know, uh, somebody used to say to me, opinions are like noses. Everybody has one and they all smell. There's no end of opinions from friends, family, and complete strangers willing to tell you what your dream should be and how you should get there. How do you know who to listen to? Well, this is where critical thinking skills come into play. They are significant because they bring clarity out of all of the opinions and all of the confusion. So when you look back over the last 500 years of of history, and you look at Western civilization in particular, what you're going to see is that every societal revolution that made life better for human beings came from Christianity, revolution in literature and literacy and the desire to teach people to read literacy rates came out of Christianity. Uh, the desire to have public education for all came out of Christianity, the Renaissance art and, uh, uh, drama and music came out of Christianity, the industrial revolution came out of Christianity. The scientific revolution came out of Christianity, political revolutions that gave individuals uh, more and greater rights and respected the sovereignty of the individual came out of Christianity. Healthcare revolution uh, came out. I, I could just keep going down the list. It seems evident to me that this is because of what faith does to a person in developing their critical thinking skills. In other words, the because people had faith, because people were Christians, guess what happened? They were uh, inspired, coached, facilitated, empowered to develop stronger critical thinking skills. And we see the outflow of that just in the last five centuries of human history. Absolutely. And I think, I mean, at least I can see it in people my age and younger mm-hmm. is we've had a lot of this um, influence where 
maybe it's postmodern training where we go everything based on feel even the fact like some of the 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 language reflects it you know i i hear um some of the teenagers and youth group goes oh that feels different or that you know that hits different like it's all about feeling feeling. it's not about the the facts right and so Mm -hmm. it's like we base a lot of our opinions and our our things based on how something feels to us rather than or how it makes us feel rather than these are the facts that happen. So um, as we're wrapping up, why don't you tell us how we can develop our critical thinking skills? Well, I think the first thing to do is really focus on your core values. Create clarity around your core values. You don't need a lot. You need very few, but you need to know what they are and why they are important to you. What is the defining value of your life? Is it money? Is it purpose? Is it faith? Is it love? Is it sexuality? Is it hedonism? Is it happiness? What is it? It, The one way you know is that, am I willing to die for this value? Uh, Martin Luther King Jr. said this. He said, if a man doesn't have something worth dying for, then he isn't fit to live. The Bible says, guard your heart for it is a wellspring of life in the book of Proverbs. This is a statement about your core values. You, do you know what your core values are? You, they should be very few. Like someone might say, okay, uh, my core value is love. That's what my, I want my life to be defined by love. Okay. Well then that the next step is don't just know what it is, invest in it. The best way to experience, uh, a weak and powerless life is to think you believe one thing and then live in a way that contradicts what you think. Mm. See, for you, that, that is going to make you a weak person. Don't do things and don't talk in ways that make you weak. In other words, don't believe contradictory things. And so if you say love is the defining principle of my life, then I need to understand what, what is love? What is it? Is love simply just making people feel good about themselves? Is that really loving? Well, no, you can't really say that because that just propagates and enables bad behavior. So I, so whatever it is, you got to know what it is. And then you got to know everything you can about it, invest in it and invest in those things first. These are the things I'm going to die for. This is the hill I'll die on. The second thing is learn to analyze arguments. What makes an argument true or false? You see every argument, every appeal, the appeals that I made today are based on a basic structure. This structure in philosophy is called, or logic is called a syllogism, mm-hmm. right? If this is true and if this is true, therefore do this or be this or believe that. So learn the different structures, right? Learn how people make arguments, right? For example, today, I, I think this is a, an approach to, here's a little something salty that I'll talk about. And that is there's a really proper, uh, there's a popular approach in Christianity right now to tell people to share your faith. Well, okay. Is there a biblical principle that we're to go and make disciples of all nations? Absolutely. Are we to go and preach the gospel to the world? Absolutely. Okay. So when preaching the gospel today, what people are being trained to do is this to say, well, when you share your faith, don't get into all the arguments just simply tell your story. Okay. Because nobody can argue with your story. And on the surface you go, well, from an emotional standpoint, that's really powerful. When someone says I was lost, but now I'm found, I was blind, but now I see. And it was amazing grace that saved a wretch like me. That, so that seems powerful, right? But what is the unfortunate other side to that coin? 
and that is there there's an underlying weakness first if the story is the foundation of our faith my story is the foundation of my faith then i am the center of the gospel, not Jesus Christ. The second thing is we also must acknowledge that the story of those who have left the faith and are being told are just as valid as my story. Mm. You see? So TikTok is filled with these people telling their story. They call themselves ex-evangelicals about how they left the church and left faith because they deconstructed their faith. Well, if the only basis for you sharing your faith is your story because nobody can argue with it, then you can't argue with their story when they tell why they left. Right. Does that make sense? Yep. So there's an inherent weakness there. But if you go back and you learn the and analyze the structure, you know, because Christianity at its core is a truth proposition that exists outside of you. It explains the reality in which you live. Uh, Rich Mullins, who was a great singer songwriter, who passed away before his time, had a song where he says this truth. He goes, he goes, I am not making it. It is making me. And what he was basically saying is I'm not trying to mold it into what I want. I'm letting it mold and shape me. Okay. There has to be a rational basis for truth and your faith. And when you include the reasons why you believe what you believe first, and then communicate your story on how it changed you, that is an accurate representation of the gospel. Don't just tell your story, tell the truth of what you believed that led to the transformation in your life. That's an accurate representation of the gospel. When you say, I came to the realization that I was created in the image of God and I was inherently valuable to God. However, I was uh, tainted by evil and it had to be taken away. That's why Jesus Christ died on the cross for me. And so now this is what it's done in my life. You see how you have to include the propositional truth as well as how it impacted you in your story. So there, there's really interesting. The other thing too, is you have to learn the difference between indoctrination and wisdom. And so I have a little video here that I'd like to show real quick. And I emailed it to you. So we'll show this little video here. We'll drop it in there. And this okay. gal, she just talks about what's the difference between indoctrination and, and truth learning. And she talks about why in this gender ideology, there's, it's all indoctrination. And the reason why is because zero questions are allowed to be asked. Right. Okay. Let's watch it. Let's watch it. They try to say that religion is just another form of indoctrination. I want everyone to understand what indoctrination actually is. They think that indoctrination is just teaching you one set of beliefs. Mm -hmm. That's not what indoctrination is. Indoctrination is when you teach one set of beliefs uncritically. Every church that I've been to, they ask questions, read the Bible and write down questions. Ask your pastor, ask your priest. The church that I go to, that we go to, every Sunday my pastor says, if you have questions, you come ask. You sit down, you read your Bible, you ask questions. Now, name one gender theory activist that invites questions Zero. because gender theory they shut is down the actual, interview they shut down the interview because it's actual indoctrination so never for those of you listening never accept the argument that religion is indoctrination because it's not what it is in some cases it can be but in most cases in most religions of what i've encountered they mm -hmm. want you to ask Dude. questions because they want you to yeah. understand so indoctrination is one set of beliefs that people want you to accept uncritically and that's mm -hmm. exactly what gender theory is 
Now, one of the things that I really like about what she said is that it seems that churches are the places that are encouraging people to ask questions and ask questions not only about their faith, but the world around them. That, my friends, is how you develop your critical thinking skills. Mm. Well, thank you for sharing that with us, Pastor Doug. We are out of time, unfortunately, um, but I think learning and, and discussing these critical thinking skills is such an important task for us because it's something that we're constantly hit mm -hmm. with where people say we don't have it. If we're a person of faith, we don't have critical thinking skills. We don't like rational thinking. And it is actually the opposite. This is the best way to grow your critical thinking skills. And and participating in podcasts like this that challenge you and want you to grow your critical thinking skills is one of the best ways to do that. So thank you guys so much for joining us here on this episode of The Salty Pastor. And we'll mm -hmm. see you on Sunday here at Foothills Christian Church. Blessings.